Hello, welcome to the Paralegal Voice. We are recording live on location here from the 2019 NALA Conference and Expo in Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't have a live studio audience like I had yesterday afternoon, some of the sessions, so I don't have any like applause or anything. So, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, this is Carl Morrison. I'm the host of the Paralegal Voice, and I am here with a fantastic guest. I'm going to announce in a second, but first I want to say that our show is sponsored by NALA, courtfiling.net, Legal Inc., and ServeNow, and definitely we truly appreciate all the support that our sponsors give um, to us. And NALA has been a sponsor since the very first show, so thank you to NALA for being a great sponsor. Joining me today, I've got with me Dr. Greta Zymetz, CAE. She is the Executive Director, CEO of NALA. Uh, the Paralegal Association, Greta. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Carl. Well, happy to be here. I will tell you guys, Greta's amazing. I'm going to let her tell you about herself, but I've got to know uh, Greta since she came on in 2015. Is that right? Yes, correct. And um, just she's been doing a lot of great things. So Greta, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Carl. Um, I don't like to talk about myself too much, of course. Um, but yes, I started it now in 2015 and been making a lot of changes since. You know, new databases, new learning management system. And I like to laugh because we got a new phone system. We actually have voicemail now. So um, we've been working on a lot of foundational things, logo updated, things like that. Uh, so I live in Tulsa, uh, where now is headquartered. Um, and a couple of my kids are with me and going to school at OSU. And one son's up in Wisconsin. And I'm a foster mom for a big, great Dane named Dixie. Oh. And she's wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Well, first I have to say, as a former Okie, I now live in Las Vegas, but I'm a former Okie, so go Pokes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I love dogs. And Oh, great she's, Dane. She's That's, beautiful. I love oh, her. Oh, my gosh. I might be a foster failure. I'm just admitting that <laughs> I, now. <laughs> No, never, 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 never. <laughs> well, then I might keep her. <laughs> I'm supposed to just be foster, but I love her. <laughs> so, Greta, tell us a little bit about your background as a um, executive director for associations in the big picture. You know, what does sure. CAE stand for? It's a certified association executive. Okay. So it's our certification through American Society of Association Executives. Okay. Um, I worked in associations for more than 15 years prior to coming to NALA. So Fantastic. I was the director of education and research for 13 years for a tax association. And I have to tell you, I love the paralegals much more. <laughs> They're wonderful. They're a wonderful group. Of course we are. I know. We are. I know. I love them. That's great. It's great. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay. So we're going to jump into my topic okay. that um, I thought listeners would love to hear about. And it's about membership and membership engagement mm -hmm. and engaging members. I know mm -hmm. we struggle a lot of, of different things. Mm -hmm. So let's first talk about legal associations. Okay. Um, and of course, now it's been around for since the beginning, really, of the paralegal industry. Yeah, long time. Um, almost 50 years, if you think about it. And truly, now has been a force in the profession. And for me, I look at NALA as really, and its history and the organization itself. Um, NALA really had to start at the grassroots level to really get started. There wasn't a paralegal association already in place. Right. You had to start and you had to create because the industry was, was new. So what would you are, say are some of maybe the three biggest strengths, legal association-wise, 
that in today's environment? Sure. Sure. Well, I, I really think in today's environment, um, in terms of strengths, we really look at the members themselves, of course, and the knowledge that they can bring to those groups. Um, it's all about collaboration and expectations these days. And it's very hard for an association or anybody really as an organization to provide that level of expectation that consumers have. Right. And so by having our members and kind of having that network of members kind of working together, they're able to kind of be our arm out into the population or, you know, that olive branch or however you want to look at it in terms of reaching individuals that we can't reach. So I think that's one of the, the big strengths of, of associations, especially, you know, NALA and others. You yeah. Are, right. Yeah. yeah, just being able to do that. What do you think has been, in the way of NALA, talking about NALA, mm -hmm. what really has contributed to its longevity, do you think? Well, I, of course, I have to say it's members and it's leadership. <laughs> I mean, we really have such amazing volunteers. Our, I mean, our volunteers go above and beyond. I mean, a lot of associations will actually pay their board of directors. Um, NALA does not. All of our, our board members are unpaid and they spend countless hours. They're just so passionate about their profession and they're right. just passionate about NALA. So, I mean, that just really helps a lot. I mean, they, I am just amazed every year at how much time and energy they dedicate to NALA. We couldn't and do it without them. I will say that, you know, paralegals, by and large, they are givers, and they want to give back, mm -hmm. and they want to give back to the profession, and belonging to an association like NALA is vitally important mm -hmm. to, for most paralegals, to give back. And so, having a volunteer board, having volunteer positions, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's just, A, paralegals are type A individuals. <laughs> Which I love. And if they say they're going to get something done, they're going to get it right, done. Right, I love it. Exactly. And we're overachievers. <laughs> yeah. Let's just call it's it a spade thing. like a spade. It's, we are overachievers. So, yeah. so we're t talking about the strength side of the equation. So mm -hmm. let's look at the converse side of yeah. it. So conversely, what would you say are maybe three of the biggest challenges that any legal association like NALA are really faced with yeah. currently? I mean, it, it really ties into, that, again, that consumer expectations in terms of responses. I mean, people want that instant response these days or instant gratification, you know, purchase or something like that. We're not necessarily going to drones drop off NALA gear to your house. <laughs> right. But um, I think that's one of the, the challenges for sure. I think it's also um, technology. It's just really hard for associations, especially smaller associations, to afford the technology that they need to provide that service level that people expect. That's that's definitely a challenge. And I would think the, the model of how associations exist is a challenge because it doesn't allow us to pivot quickly to what's happening in the environment. And you have seen, I'm sure, in the many years of, of being an association executive, how the last 10, 15 years, how much and how quick things change now in addition, mm -hmm. you know, in, you know, conversely 30 years ago. Right. Just so much happens so fast and you, as an association and even at the local level, you know, right. affiliate level, you try to have to try to keep up to what's going on. And sometimes it's hard. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah, right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think are some of um, these challenges that we're talking about? What do you think legal association? I can't even talk, you know. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? I got you all flustered. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think legal associations can do to overcome these challenges that we're talking yeah. about? I mean, I, I like to look at the corporate world and see what's happening out in the for-profit world to see what we can model in the non-for-profit. And a lot of it, to me, is um, 
really the collaboration that we can create um, so that members can connect to members in a peer-to-peer network. For example, like GitHub, for example, where they have IT professionals that actually can rate other, each other's work. Right. Um, they're using that almost as a platform to hire other IT individuals, which is great. Um, like Waze, for example, where you can collaborate with other people when you're driving and commenting. I mean, so looking to see what's happening in the corporate world that we can apply, which I think the big thing is kind of that agile association and that's a big term these days in corporate america and now is really hitting the associations where we want to be able to turn on a dime as well right. so instead of having that structure and the way that we develop projects and it takes us forever to roll something out that we can actually meet those needs quicker and be more agile and looking at the software and technologies and the people that we have so that we can move a little quicker because i mean for you as you know ceo of nala you have to look at it as a business. This association is right. a business, but right. you also have to look at it that it, it's an association of volunteers. Right. So you're operating almost two companies within one. If you right, right. I mean, and it's funny. You know, people are like, "Oh, you're not for profit." You know, it's it's like, well, you know, we we, we need to make money so that we can fund <laughs> right. back to our members and things that we do. I mean, we talked about the conference here. Is that you know, it's very expensive to put on a conference. I mean, I think the last time we looked, it was like $108 for a gallon of coffee. Plus, That's, plus, right? Plus right. service and taxes and all that kind of stuff. But, but it's an investment. It's an investment in our members and the attendees. And we hope that they continue to partner with us and we be a partner in their success. And that's... I, I- as a little just plug for this particular conference this year, it's been, we've hit the, you know, record number of, of attendees, which is fantastic. I know, it's very exciting. We, we're lucky to have a fantastic location here, but, and that's just what I stress to students, the importance, and, and even other paralegals that don't come to a national association conference come, because mm-hmm. it's networking, it's meeting others across the country. I've met so many people at this conference alone this weekend, and I still got another day's worth to network, to build, you know, that I can reach out to now in corporate positions that I didn't have before. So... Absolutely, absolutely. Coming to a conference like this is is important. So. Well, I, in fact, I think I saw in a picture of you giving somebody your autograph. <laughs> well, I think that was in the app that we have, that all the engagement we have beforehand. So, uh-huh. Talking yeah. about engagement, exactly right. <laughs> yes. And that's that's a great tool that we've got this year. And I know we've had it in past mm-hmm. years, but it seems like there a lot of individuals are really, and not just me, but a lot of different people are really engaged right. with that, the app specific to the conference mm-hmm. that you can post pictures, you can direct message and individuals you can connect with people and it's all about the i call it the gamification it is it is absolutely because there's that leaderboard you can check to see how right. far people are yeah. right and kelly lagrave i interviewed yesterday <laughs> she and i are like competing you are. Like, <laughs> i know I've been, I've been checking that out <laughs> right. so i gotta i gotta ask you okay you're gonna put on your swami hat okay. you're gonna put the crystal ball in front of you mm-hmm. so if you had a crystal ball mm-hmm. and could look into the future and let's say maybe five ten years into the future what would you see in the way of associations, in the way of the membership model, engagement, mm-hmm. member needs, et cetera? What would you see? First, in- I really wish I had that crystal ball. Right. <laughs> um, but if I didn't, it'd be a magic eight ball and I'd probably ask it questions. But I, I think what's going to happen is we're just going to see more of that agile association where it's going to be very customized content for people. I mean, everybody's time seems like it's shrinking, right? We just don't right. have as much available time. For some reason, I don't know why. I thought right. I'd have more as I got older, and that's just not the case. Right. But um, I think it's just more of customized content and being very specific content to those individuals and getting the content the way they want it, when they want it. So we have to be very, very member, customer-focused 
even right. more so. And I also think trying to cultivate a little more information, like we just started working on more surveys that right. we can share with the members. We just did a contract management survey. Which was fantastic. Right, right. And I love that kind of stuff because there's a lot of information out there, but if we can cultivate it and create it and give that to our members as something that doesn't exist, I think that's the other value that we I, can provide. I will tell you that, you know, working in-house for a large corporation, coming here, and I didn't even know that that survey was going to be available. And I saw it on the app and I'm like, this is fantastic. Because when I go back in the office on Monday, I have the survey and I can say, look, you know, Mr. Boss Man, mm -hmm. this is what, here's a value, here's a benefit for me going in addition to learning and, and so on and so forth. There's other benefits right, absolutely. That's that I great. get from it. So yeah, this wonderful. is fantastic. Love to hear that. Yeah, 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 love to hear that. Definitely. Yeah. So um, member engagement. And so let's talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. Member engagement. Mm -hmm. um, what does it mean to you when you hear that phrase, member engagement, membership right, engagement? Right. What does that well, mean I think, to you? I think it, to me it's more about peer-to-peer -peer contact that that each party finds valuable, right? They get some value in that contact. So it's not just the number of touches, if you will, from an organization sending out marketing pieces or something like that. I think it's about those relationships that can be created and, and cultivated, if you will, and grown. And like you were mentioning, meeting people and having these contacts. And to me, that's the member engagement piece. And that's, to and me... So we need to create those vehicles for them to have that. Right. And right. as taking off any leadership, any hat I mm -hmm. have other than the paralegal hat, that I wear all the time, that's a huge thing for me as an individual is having those benefits, that value other than belonging to an association just to belong. Right, right. A checkbook member or something. Right, right exactly right. 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 I never heard that. That's a great oh, yes. one, checkbook mm -hmm. member. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay, so this is my last, what I call the substance sure. question. Um, is there a, something that associations struggle with or does it come relatively easy to most associations when we're talking about membership engagement? Is it easy or is it a challenge? Or is it a little bit of both? I well, mean, no, I, I think it's a challenge for all associations, really, and only because that, again, the, the different generations maybe want to engage differently with each other. I think the technology to create those engagements are not inexpensive at all. And so for smaller associations, they may struggle with that. I think that they can be creative and find some of those freebie or you know, low-cost solutions that are out there, and maybe they can't compete with the, the larger associations in terms of some of those bells and whistles, but there are definitely ways to create that opportunity. To me, you know, big thing is the personal engagement, mm -hmm. the being able to talk, and not even physically being in the same room, but even technology now allows us between Skype, mm -hmm. Zoom, Google Hangouts, your FaceTime, exchanging people's numbers and contact information to even virtually engage with mm -hmm. them is vitally important. It's part, to me, it's part of that membership Absolutely. engagement. Absolutely. Okay. So here's my fun question. You okay. always know, I, if you've listened to the show, I have, okay. You know, I always got to have a fun one. So, um, <laughs> we're laughing and smiling. She's smiling at me. So I have to ask you, what's mm -hmm. your funniest Greta story? And that can be told on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I need, need to preface that. Um, well, I, I don't know if it's my funniest. It's just one that came to mind. Uh, it was my dad's birthday recently. Um, he passed away last year. And oh, so sorry I was, to hear that. Thank you. I, so I was thinking about him, and one of the things was we lived in Illinois, and we would go up to Wisconsin, and he, he'd gotten... I don't know, somebody gave him a cottage to use for the weekend or something. And so we were all in the car and we're going up and I was the map reader. 
and I really did not know where we were. And I, I was told him we were real close and we weren't. And so he just kind of teased me the whole time about how awful my map reading skills were. And I, of course, love maps now. And well, the, the joke was kind of on him because as we pull up, we see this beautiful house and we see the sign and it says the garage. Well, guess what? That's where we stayed. And so it was me and my two brothers and we each had friends and we're all like young adult teenagers for the whole weekend. So he got to stay with us in the garage. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got it. Yep. So if I have a ride with you, should you be driving or should I be driving? Uh, well, I don't know. You mentioned that you have a lead foot and I do too. So I don't know either way we'll get there quick. So I think we're safe. And, and, and the GPS is today. Right. So I'm, I'm happy we're, now. I'm we're good. fine. I'm good. I'm good. good. I need that navigation though, apparently. Greta, thank you so much. It looks like we're at the end of our program. Um, and I want to thank you, Dr. Zymetz. I love calling you that. I know, it just happened recently, so it's still surreal. But thank um, you. But truly, thank you for joining me today thank and agreeing you. to do this. Happy to be here. So if the listeners had any questions about you, association executive, or even about NALA, mm-hmm. what's the best way that they could get in well, contact with you? Well, my email is on the, on the website. It's gzymets at nala.org. Fantastic. So that's all the time we have for today's episode of The Paralegal Voice. This is, of course, brought to you by the general support of NALA courtfiling.net, Legal Inc., and ServeNow. And thank you again, sponsors, for your support of our show. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or, of course, your favorite podcasting app. I'm Carl Morrison, host of The Paralegal Voice. And if you have any questions, please send them to me at devotedtolaw at gmail.com. That's D-E-V-O-T-E-D, the number two, L-A-W at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.